Oh, man. So, um, good afternoon, folks. My name is Ronald P. Jackson, but from on the podcast, you can call me the Notorious R-O-N. SmackDown just went off the air. This is the first episode of The Smashing Podcast. The Smashing Podcast, while this particular episode right here is about wrestling, um, I hope to expand on not just wrestling, but comic books, video games, and anything that's like pretty much nerdy. I, uh, Me and a few friends... We have some things in the plan and hope to further to push that and make it and do more on those other different avenues. But for now, we're going to talk wrestling. My, myself, the notorious R.O.N. Um, as you guys probably can tell, as you guys are listening, you can notice that I am not a pro at podcasting. I'm just a wrestling fan. I, um, I've been a fan since the late 90s. And just to give a little background on myself, um, I would say I was a like, okay, so I had older members of my family who was watching wrestling and I picked up on Bret Hart and I noticed him and stuff like that. But it was more like 98, I became a fan. I was a fan of the NWO. And it's and it's one of those things where I was just a fan because maybe because I was a kid and I just enjoyed the stuff that they were doing. Like they would just beat up people. Matter of fact, I can kind of my a memory of mine that really kick in where I really, really, really became a fan. It was ninety eight. It was the night Goldberg won the world heavyweight title. Actually, I remember, and I don't remember everything on that Nitro, but I remember him beating Scott Hall. He beat Scott Hall. But I and I loved Hogan. I can't even explain why, but maybe because he was a leader. Um, as a child myself, when I was a child, or a younger, when I was younger, um, I always just had a connection with anyone that was the leader. And I guess I picked up Hogan was the leader. And I remember when Goldberg defeated Hogan, I said, "I do not like this bald white man." <laughs> <laughs> but um and I think it stemmed from being a fan of um maybe yeah being a fan of the NWO but um I was not a fan of Goldberg cuz this guy would just beat everybody. He would just destroy everybody. It was, you couldn't even bet against Goldberg. And I've been a fan ever since um even as right now I would be the first to say Wrestling is not hot as it used to be 20 years ago. But I'm just a fan. I think I'm going to always be a Not even I think. I'm going to always be a fan. And um, I've always wanted to do a podcast as maybe the last four to five years. And I think the time... Matter of fact, the the most recent time... And just, just to... Just to um, pull back the curtains a little bit... Um, I wanted to do a podcast as soon as October when, um, I guess SmackDown was on Fox and for whatever reason I didn't do it, but New Year, 
I don't even think I started off with Happy New Year. So Happy New Year's, guys, and oh, anybody that's even listening to this, because this format is probably going to be all over the place. But um, I appreciate anyone who even listened to listened to me for the last two to four minutes and just decided to give this podcast a chance. Um, but um, yeah, I've just been a wrestling fan for a long period of time. Wrestling hasn't been hot in a long period of time, but it doesn't mean that there are not bright spots in wrestling. Um, I talk with a lot of people about wrestling and people who just understand how it's a work and who you want to push and all that stuff. But there's so many bright spots. Oh, excuse me. Bright spots in wrestling that I think should be acknowledged. Like, okay, let's go. If we look at WWE right now, I think they have a, a ridiculous amount of talent right now. Ridiculous. When you really sit here and you think about it. I mean, you look at AJ, you look at Seth Rollins, regardless on how you feel about him. Um, Ricoch- Ricochet. Ricochet. Oh, my goodness. Excuse me. B- believe me, I can pronounce stuff. I'm, I apologize because this sounds so bad. But Ricochet, um, and I'm just naming people off Raw right now, but someone I would love to get pushed. I wanted to make a list of six people I would love to get that should be pushed on each brand. And I might try to do that next week because I want to make this a continuous I want to continue this trend on talking wrestling here. And hopefully at some point I get some friends aboard and they can talk about wrestling. Like we don't have to like right now I want to talk about this week in wrestling and stuff I saw in wrestling. And um I'll be the first to admit to you guys that I do not watch a whole lot of New Japan pro wrestling. I do know some of the stuff that's going on. I know a bit about it. Um, this week was the very first week that I actually sat there and watched AEW. Um, cause I'm more of an NXT person. I'd be the first to admit I'm more of NXT, uh, NXT fan. And I think they have a great amount of talent, a great amount of stuff going on. And I think there's just a lot of good stuff, but I watch AEW and it was really good. I think the only thing I ever say about AEW is like, Man, I don't know any of these people, but that's just, I need to watch it more. That's just a nitpick, but that doesn't mean it's bad. Some of the stuff I saw was a lot of good stuff, but um, I think I want to start this podcast off with, <sighs> let's start off with Monday Night Raw, right guys? Um, I took notes, I made some quick notes about some of the things that was going on, and um, because there's so much wrestling. It's hard to keep, it's honestly hard to keep up with every little thing that's going on. So I made notes and hopefully my memory kicks in and as I'm looking at my notes, um a lot of stuff is totally out of order. So uh hopefully um I'm not uh crucified on the notes, but here we go, guys. So um, obviously it was Lana and Lashley's wedding, but we'll save that for the for the end. Uh talking Monday Night Raw. But it did start off with Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens. Um it started off with uh Kevin Owens coming out. He talked to he 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 talked about what happened the previous week and um and um he called out uh Seth and AOP. 
they came out. There was a little brawl, and then Samoa Joe came out. So it looks like, um, just to do a quick recap on everything, it looks like it's going to be Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens battling Seth and AOP. Um, I know Seth gets a lot of flack these days, and um, maybe that stemmed from more of his Twitter his Twitter game, I say Twitter game, but stuff he posts on Twitter and everything. I think Seth, it's crazy because I, I look at Seth and and when I don't think about the Twitter stuff, I'm like, this guy really tried to work hard to be the very best version of himself in wrestling. And this doesn't, this is not coming from like, oh, I'm a diehard Seth fan. No, um... But he's really good. He's really, really good. And I don't think... I mean, I don't think I've heard fans sit here and say, Oh, man. Um, he's not good. He's not talented. But, um, I mean, I think the hill turn was probably the best thing for him. Might help out AOP because I think right now with one of the biggest problems, like they got a lot of talent, but they have talent no one cares about. AOP should be... I watched. I remember watching them on NXT, and they would just rip through everybody. They were just destroying anybody that lived that had a living organ, organ, and they would just tear them apart. So I think um, some um, Seth being with AOP is a really good thing. I think it helps. It might even give them a slight rub. So I think that's some really good stuff right here. And Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe. Um, I mean, I think I feel like they're established, but they're not. But I just think with names like Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens, that could help those guys out a little bit. So I think there's some good stuff here. Um, this potentially some really, really, really good stuff, and um, I don't know where it ranks in and storylines and the whole lineup of WWE, but um, let's go with it. I think it's. I think it's. Uh, it could. Uh, I think it could really raise uh, AOP stock up a lot. Um, I like, once again, folks, uh, lineup is all over the place. But uh, Alistair Black against Buddy Murphy. Um, Alistair Black with the W. Um, I did not get to see the TLC match, but I heard a lot of high praise. I heard that was a really, really good match. Um, I think the problem here is... When you have a lot of talent, like someone like Murphy, I've heard for for the longest, like, man, a lot of people were really like, yo, Murphy's really, really good, really, really good. He should get some kind of push or something. And I think when you have a lot of talent, you got to remember a lot. Not everyone's going to win every match. So someone like Murphy who, yeah, I'll give it, I'll, I'll add on. Yeah, he's talented, but I think it's Alex of Black's time. I saw the match. It was pretty solid. It was pretty good. Um, I did see when Alex of Black, when he kicked him, it wasn't a botch. I think sometimes people just try to, oh, it's botch, 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 botch. It was a little mistake. He didn't hit all of it, but he hit it again, and I think he cleaned it up very good. I think even with him hitting it twice, it just showed that Murphy was a threat. So I think stuff like that is actually pretty good, and um, it kind of raises Murphy's stock in a way. Slightly. Um, I saw it. It was pretty good. I never saw the first match. I, when I get a chance, and it's just so much, it's very hard because it's so much wrestling that 
you want to keep up with a lot of this stuff. You want to give it like NWA, right? I'm talking Monday Night Raw, but I'm just going to interject and talk NWA. I know it's on YouTube. I think they've had like maybe eight episodes, nine episodes or so. And I haven't watched a single one. I watched the first one. I was trying to catch up. I wanted to kind of be on point and follow every little thing. Um, It's just so hard with so much wrestling. And it's only an hour, I believe. It's an hour show. Um, But it's just very hard just to get my point over. I'm sorry. I'm all over the place here, guys. <laughs> I'm all over the place. It sounds very uh, unprofessional. But it's just so hard to keep them follow everything. So, uh, and I think I get a pass because the first episode, maybe I'll laugh at it as time goes on. But uh, Alex the Black versus uh, Buddy Murphy. Alex the Black gets the W. Uh, Eric Rowan, he battles um, a local talent. And obviously, Eric Rowan, Eric Rowan, I apologize, gets the W. And. Um, it's really this vehicle. Is, this vehicle is really meant for Eric Rowan to look strong. They're trying to build him up strong. That he's just going through a lot of talent, some local talent, just to make him look good. And um, I mean, there's nothing further to go about that, honestly. So um, um, let me see here. Um, we have Charlotte versus Natalia. In a competitive match, which was really good because um, I think Natalia is very underrated, honestly. Um, I don't think that... I feel like um, she's really, really good. And um, I'm not too sure as her age. Not, I apologize, folks. I'm not too sure about her age. But I know she's older than a lot of the talent. And they might just use her for, you know, she's she's a good hand and put her in the ring and make all the other girls look pretty good and stuff like that. And uh, um, Charlotte got the W, by the way. Um, and um, it was a good match. I mean, she's good in the ring. She's clean. She's not sloppy. I think it's very rare that she's sloppy. And I think she's very underrated. And I would even say underappreciated. And, um, but she does, she does hold, I th- I personally believe she holds that woman division in a, in, in a different way than a lot of women. And I say that as, I say that saying she's a veteran, she can really help those girls who are younger or not necessarily green, but new to the, you could say green, green, new, just needs, I feel like if I was a female, in the uh, women's division, I go to Natalia and saying, "Hey, what can I do to?" I would go to her for uh, advice, and and um, I just don't think I just feel like she don't get appreciated enough. But um, good on her end. She made Charlotte look good, and I don't even mean to say like she just made Charlotte look good because Charlotte works her ass off. I have a, I have conversations with a friend, and we talk wrestling. And uh, when he listens to us, he'll know who <laughs> he knows who he is. But um, sometimes we we talk about Charlotte, and he feel like yeah, Charlotte's handed everything. Charlotte's handed everything. But
good when he was away from the company i remember watching some of the some some stuff on impact i'm not gonna act like i was watching all of impact but he was doing he was working his ass off and i think he just knew like i need to be i know i'm meant to be in wwe and he worked his ass to get back everyone knows this up to this point but it's good that he's back in wwe um he beat zach and um zach Ryder and kurt hawkins and i hope they push him this year i hope that um not everyone needs to be the world heavyweight champion. Sometimes we need a strong mid-card champion. So, I mean, if the conversation is not to put him as a... I do believe he needs to be the universal champion. But right now, Brock got... I mean, universal. I apologize. I'm sorry, guys. But uh, the world heavy, um the WWE champion. But Brock is the champion. And he's not here at the moment. So, if they can put the title on a babyface... 
then, or, you know, maybe they could do Hill versus Hill, but I would. Drew beating a Hill. Do wonders for him. So I think right there and there we got something. So I hope they do push Drew this year. And um, they've they slightly protected him, honestly. When you when you really look at some of the stuff that they did with him, they has they definitely have protected him. So I just hope twenty twenty is a good year for him. I mean, twenty nineteen wasn't bad, but I hope twenty twenty is even better. Um, Randy Arcade AJ, uh, <laughs> he just he just. Uh, he just RKO'd him. He he got him. I mean, I gotta say though, I did think Randy was really really hurt. I mean, uh, I had a friend. He told me he said, "Yeah, Randy's hurt. He's gonna be out for a while." And then you see the stuff. I remember I seen. I didn't even read the article. I didn't research it. I didn't. I said, "Wow, he's hurt, man." Um, I thought there was gonna be a feud with him and uh, AJ, but I guess that's out. But uh, he got me. I'll be the first to admit. And because um, I just want to talk about Delano Lashley and give my opinion and my thoughts on it. Um, because there's so much stuff to talk about. And um, I'm honestly, guys, honestly, as you can hear the paper behind me, I'm just going over the stuff that happened this week in wrestling. I didn't even talk about wrestling news. And I'm pretty sure there's some wrestling news. But I made some quick notes. And um, so... Um, Andrade, Andrade beat Ricochet, and he's engaged to Charlotte Flair. So, uh, congratulations to Andrade. So he had a pretty good week. He had a pretty good match with Ricochet. Um, Ricochet is someone else I would push. Andrade, I would push as well too. I mean, I think next week when I get an opportunity to, I just want to look at the ro- the rosters to see who's on what brand, and talk about who should be pushed on. Who should be pushed or who I would push or my six guys I would try to protect on each brand. Like once upon a time, there was called the Smackdown six. So for each brand and just go through them and look at them. So it was a good match. Um, Ricochet came in after Andrade was about to DDT the crap out of uh, a local talent. And uh, Ricochet, the superhero that he is, saved the day. And uh, unfortunately, no one was able to save him because Andrade, with the help of Selena Vega, said, uh, you're going to lose. So, I mean, I don't think this role was bad. There was a lot of good working matches. But the Lana and Lashley wedding, guys. Um, I've heard people, I think I wanted to look up what the views was on YouTube so I could write it down and tell you well this is the number that they had and stuff and uh i uh once again i'm probably saying this for the second third maybe fourth time i apologize on how um how un um professional this podcast is but um the lana lashley wedding was just i think people who love that crash tv but I, i feel like the thing is what crash tv it was good for 20 years ago uh 2019 no one's shocked about same-sex uh relationships uh Liv Morgan coming out and she's like yeah I'm with 
um, you're the love of my life, Lana. And she's fighting her. And then Rusev come out beating up Lashley. And I mean, for 2020, guys, I really would just like a better ending for Raw. I mean, truth of the matter is this. I'm never going to stop being a wrestling fan. But segments like this where you just kind of go, oh, come on, guys. But um, I got to say, though, this, though. Um, um, they, they, they tried, I guess. They tried to make this a really good segment. But um, yeah, it just, just didn't do anything for me, guys. It just, it, it's. You know, Lashley's there, and he's just smiling, and he's this big, ripped black guy, and <laughs> you got Lana, who's who's um just trying to be over the top, and it's not Rusev Day, it's Lana Day, and and then they had these um I call them props. You had these guys come out, um, guy and gal, who's like. I am the original wife of Lana. I'm the original wife of Bobby. And it's, it's guys, um, there's got to be better writing on for. Uh, I think you're um not even I think you are pushing fans away when you when you were writing like that. I believe that a lot of people who still watch a lot of people who still watch. Excuse me. A lot of people who watch Raw, they are fans, and they've been fans for a long period of time. But eventually, it becomes insulting. And I mean, there's probably people who said, "What? This was a really good segment. What's your problem? This was really, really good." No, the hell it wasn't. What am I watching here? This looked like some kind of crap I watched with my girlfriend, man. Like. It just did, it was corny. It was like, they're trying to make this reality moment, this reality TV moment, and it was just, oh, oh my gosh. Like, moments like this, I'll pass on, man. But hey, guys, let's talk AEW. This week, man, was the first week I actually sat there and watched a whole entire episode of AEW. So the thing is, I'll be the first to be honest here when I watch AEW. I I pick NXT over AEW, but with me trying to do this podcast, and I hope you guys stay stay by me as I grow and learn here, and maybe as time goes on, you can laugh at me. But um, I just think NXT is the better show. I think um, maybe it's just me being biased, but I sat here and watched because NXT was having the best of kind of episode. So I said, okay, let me watch the AEW show. Let me see what's going on here. Cody Rhodes, he had a match with uh, Derby Derby Allen. Hopefully, I said that right. My pronunciation sometimes is off, but um, it was a good match. I think the only thing I did not like is when Cody hit the um, crossroads and Darby Allen kicked out. I kind of didn't like that. I feel like finishers should mean something. Um. I know AEW is trying to make themselves different from the WWE product, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, but I just, I just kind of, and maybe it's a traditional thing on my end, my end. But uh, I would have loved that if Cody hit the crossroads, that would have been it, or 
Better yet, sometimes when I watch matches, I would prefer if the finisher just didn't hit, just to protect the finisher. I think when you hear the word finisher, don't get me wrong, I understand people are going to eventually kick out of your finish. I get that. But let's protect it strong enough so when it does happen, you're like, he kicked out. You know, like, it, it, I want a surprise at it. Um, But it was a good match. As I watched the match, it was really good. It was fun. Darby Allen, um, oh, my God, that dude is crazy, man. Like, he hits the coffin drop. And when he hits it, right? A lot of, I won't say a lot of times, I'm not, I'm not going to act like I'm a fan, but I remember the one time he went for it, Cody was on the apron, and he went for it, and Cody moved, he hit the apron, and I just said, man, hopefully in the next 20 years, bro, you can walk, because they do these spots, right, and I understand when they do these spots, it's for the entertainment of the fans, adrenaline, and a bunch of other stuff. And I say I understand, not just because I'm, I'm not to say because I'm in their shoes, but to say I, from promos I've ever heard wrestlers talk. So um, uh, it was a good match. It was a really, really fun match. There was this woman fatal four way with. Uh, Rio and she won the match against uh Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, and there was another lady here, and I just don't want to pronounce the name and ruin anything. And I was kind of back and forth between that match because I was walking around. I think I was um hanging with my little brother and stuff. But um Rio wins the match, and when she wins the match, I know after this, this there's this um and she's getting interviewed. Um, Britt Baker says, like, you're not here, I'm here. And um, pretty much calls her out, saying, you're barely here. Um, I, I see a lot of people get on Britt Baker, and maybe it's just me, and maybe I don't see everything like everyone else. Um, but I felt like she, she was able to hold her own. And I think the thing is, when you're on live TV, yes, it's it's like, oh, man, it's live TV. How can you? But she's going to only get better and maybe this is me just trying to be positive here um john moxley he had a match against uh toretta um i'm sorry i just put trent so <laughs> and i thought it was a fun match i won't say that was match of the night but i thought that was a because re- cody versus derby allen was kind of match of the night i would say but Moxley, that that would be a mean number two. Um, I saw a lot of people saying, well, Trent got a little too much offense, and if this guy was the number one contender for the title, why is is he struggling against Trent? I think you got to make... I think if he was just... I think if he would have just creamed Trent Beretta... I think if he would have just creamed him... Okay, why is he here? I think they were trying to, in a lot of ways, make it a competitive match. I thought it was a really, really good match. I think that was like the second match of the night, honestly. So, um, and you know, just my opinion. I'm not saying I'm right. It's just my opinion. I thought it was a really, really fun match as I watched. This was like my very first time watching all of AEW without turning. Um, I think I turned a few times only just to see what was going on but nothing like how NXT, like if NXT was on I 
definitely wouldn't have had I definitely would not have turned. So um I'm watching the match. I thought it was really good. And good on Tourette, um good on Trent. Getting an opportunity to just showcase a little bit, get some shine. And this ain't the first single match. I think it's like the second or third. So good on him. It was funny because uh, Orange Cassidy got in a little bit. And he got in the ring and put his hand in his pocket. And John Moxley was, did the same thing and taunted him like, Yeah, see, I got pockets too. I got pockets too. And um, Ar- Orange Cassidy is a gem, guys. Uh, he... I wanted to do a segment podcast about why AEW is important, and um, in one of my cases, I wanted to say um, Orange Cassidy is a case because I've been a fan of WWE since the late, I would say, late ninety nine, two thousands. I would say, and um, I've been watching for the last twenty plus years. I would say, yeah, the last twenty twenty years or so. So. I say and say this, Orange Cassidy is a great talent. He knows how to work in the ring, but I also sit here and say I don't think they would have not known. They would not have known what to do with Orange Cassidy. They probably would have tweaked his gimmick, switched it all up, and so AEW being around, I think, helps out people like him, the Dark Order, and there's a lot of other talent too. And maybe one day I'll just run through it and talk about the importance of AEW. Matter of fact, I had a friend and he said better than AEW about something I I shared. And um, the thing is, I don't hate AEW, honestly. I think it's a great place. I think it's a great place for um, talent who... I think Luke Harper is going to eventually go there. Um, I was here in Austin Aries. Um, he was... Uh, he tagged or he commented on some of the... Um, I think it was Cody or something. I heard something. I don't know for sure. And and don't quote me, please, because I'm I'm not too sure. I don't have any sources or anything. But I always thought it was a sin that they didn't know what to do with Austin Aries. So I look at AEW as an opportunity for someone like Austin Aries, Luke Harper, maybe even the Ascension. Um, it's just a great place. And it shouldn't be a place where ex-WWE wrestlers go, but I think it's a great place for... Hey, we can, like Luke Harper, I think they could build around him. I think they there's stuff that they can really do around him. So, um, I, um, I think there's some stuff that they can do around him. So, um, let me just quickly wrap up AEW here, the conversation. Um, M- MF- MJ, uh, MFJ, oh my God, folks. <laughs> ah. I, I, once again, thank you for listening. But um, MJF, he he made an appearance. He made he talked about three stipulations if uh, Cody wanted to fight him. He said if he touched him before Revolution, the match is off. He said two, he had to face and defeat Warlord in a steel cage match to earn a match. I think that was next week, but I could be wrong. And the third one, he said whoop Cody like a dog. MFJ MJF is a really really good hero, man. Like he he goes for being a douchebag hero. Um, heat. He don't go for the hey look guys I'm cool right and no he wants you to say you're a piece of shit, MJF. And he says yeah. Can't you smell me? <laughs> Can you smell the shit it did? But um. 
MJF, I mean, he he's he's uh he's um money. He's a good he's a really I think he's one of the best heels because he really, really goes for the heat. So that's really good. But um I talked about Moxley and he beat Trent Peretta Toretta. But um Sammy uh I'm just gonna say Sammy because my pronunciation once again, I don't watch AEW enough, but I know his name is Sammy Devalwe, but I know I'm pronouncing his last name. But he beats Dustin Rhodes, but Sammy comes out, he says, um, he tells Moxley, hey, look, you know, Jericho, he will really want you part of the, um, the inner circle. And then there's this video about Jericho, he has a car, um, I'm sorry, guys, I'm terrible with cars, I'm trying to make it, I'm trying to just go through a Go through this podcast. There's so much stuff to really, really talk about. As you can hear this paper, because I also want to talk about. Um, I also really, really want to talk about NXT UK. So, better yet, I'm just gonna run through the Elite, and they won their match against the Lucha Bros and Pac, and um, they're setting up something obviously where Hangman is gonna turn on them. He he looked like he's gonna turn heel on them. And um, I guess I'll just sit here and say this. My first experience is watching all of all elite wrestling for the first time. Excuse me. Oh, man. Good. Thank goodness you guys can hear that. But watching all elite for the first time, and I hope to take better notes and get better at these notes. Um, it's a good show. I think it's a good alternative. Um and if you don't like all elite wrestling, there's NWA, and I have not watched an episode of NWA yet. And I would love to eventually sit down, watch, and actually get and take notes on that because I do want to cover every little bit of wrestling the best that I can to make this podcast the best possible podcast ever. Um, I don't even want to just sit here and review wrestling, and maybe sometime I'll take notes on certain things. But um, the elite beat Lucha, the Lucha, Lucha Bros and Pac, the bastard Pac, and a really really good match. Um, I think that um, all elite wrestling is really a good alternative. I just think it's the fans who make it like it's the greatest thing, and it's not necessarily the greatest thing personally. But I do believe that they are a great product, and I think they're great for people who. I look at certain towns, I said, man, they probably would not have gotten a fair shake in WWE and made it in a way where it's not good, uh, made the town like they're not really good, or, oh, these guys, why should I care? I look at someone like EC3, guys, and I'm saying, go like, man, why is he not getting pushed? And I say it again, uh, I might, it might even sound abusive, like I'm abusing this line, but EC3 is not one of my favorite wrestlers, guys. And I sit here and say, well, what are you guys doing? Why are you guys not pushing someone like EC3? Why are you guys not acknowledging the talent? Like, he got personality. In-ring stuff, eh, I don't think he's the best in-ring worker. But he has talent, guys. Just stuff you can do. And poor guy, he's just wasting away there. But that's another conversation. But let me let's talk about NXT UK because... Also, this week was the first time I got to watch NXT UK, guys. Like, um, I know I sound excited, but I really love the NXT brand of WWE. I think they just don't fail you. I saw a lot of the stuff, and um, I saw a, it wasn't a squash, but David Massatif, Massastiff, 
beat Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. I'm sorry, not Keanu. I mean, I don't think Keanu. I think honestly, if Keanu Reeves was in NXT, Dave would just lay on the floor because how can you go against Keanu Reeves, right? Sweet man, good dude. But it was a really good match. I think um, I've seen a little bit of NXT UK. And uh, they have some great talent. Um, so I saw the match. You know, uh, David Massastiff, if, and I know I'm pronouncing their name wrong, and I apologize, sir. Uh, please do not hit me with a fatal bomb. But if you take a look at him, he got a, he's a pretty, he's a big boy. But um, it was a good match. He, um, I won't say he carried the match, but um, it was a really, really good match. It was, it was good. It was, it was a solid match. I would say solid. I'm not saying it was the best thing in the world. Uh, Tony Storm, she had a segment with uh, Nevin Pippins, and um, she pretty much came out and said, "Hey, look, I know I was away for a bit. I need to step away." But when uh, Kayla Ray came in, I apologize, folks, came in, uh, beat me for the title. Uh, I started, uh, I needed to go away, but I also started losing my mind because, you know, my best, my ex-best friend beat me for the title. And then Nevin Pippins, because she's sitting there saying, I need you to step to the side. Uh, Tony Storm saying, hey, Nevin, I need you to step to the side. Let me handle my business here. Um, just step to the side. Let me handle this. And Nevin says, I love you, Tony. But no, I, I it's not too many times I get an opportunity at this. Let me take care of this. She um and she, as she tries to leave or I think she tries to leave. Tony pulls her, uh, try to push her and try to get in her face, but out of instinct, instinct, Nevin hit her with a headbutt. So Tony now is on the floor and Nevin's like, Oh, I'm so sorry, whatever. Now these two are brawling. Kayla Ray, Kayla, Kelly R. I think that works better. I think that works better because I, I know I'm pronouncing right and it just sounds bad on my end. But she comes in, starts laughing at him like, you fools. So it's going to be a triple threat. I think at the next, um, I think it's Blackpool 2. So that should be fun. Uh, Cassius beat Legrado. Um, Cassius Ono is in NXT UK. I know they're going to have an NXT uh, UK versus NXT um, America. That's going to be fun. I don't know what other matches they have. I know they have the Imperium against the Undisputed Era. And um, that should be very, very fun, honestly. I think that... um, Um... I don't know, because I'm a big fan of the Undisputed Era. So this match should be really cool and should be fun. So I can't wait to see it, man. I mean, I think it's going to be fun. And uh, I'm just going to get to the main event. There was a tag match in between. uh, But I'm just going to get to the main event, because then I'm just going to talk about SmackDown and then just call it a night, guys. Um, But uh, Dragonall, he defeats Alexander Wolf. That was a really good match. I got to sit here and say this, though. Alexander Wolf, right? Um, he was with Sanity. 
He was on the main roster, and they didn't know what to do with him. And the beauty is there's so many brands, different brands uh, in WWE. Uh, you know, you got Raw, SmackDown, and if you're not on the main, and they say the main roster, but if you're not on that, you're not on Raw, SmackDown. But then you got NXT, NXT UK, and 205 Live. And I don't, I don't think he fits the uh, weight for 205 Live. So I think that's still a thing, right? Uh, 205 Live. But you have him, you bring him to the UK, you put him in the Imperium, and I thought he had a really good match. Yeah, sure, he lost. He lost, but he looked. He didn't look bad. It wasn't like, like there was a few times. Like there was one with the candlestick spot, right? Candlestick, candlestick, and um, I'm sorry, guys. I want to make sure I pronounce stuff right because I can articulate. <laughs> but um, he had a candlestick. He dropped it. Dragon went to go pick it up. He kicked him. And then even the way he systematically destroyed him with the candlestick. Like, look at how he hit him with the... That was his way of saying, I'm the teacher. Every If you look at his movement, he was trying to just show how he was the teacher and Dragon was the student. And there was a lot of other spots, too. But those spots, it kind of was his way of, I'm the teacher, Dragon is the student. Because if you look at the mistake... Dragonor made, and I'm talking in storyline here, he went to go pick up, like when uh, Alexander dropped the, um, he dropped the candlestick, he went to reach for it and grab it, but he kicked him in the face just to say, you're the student, because you don't know, like, you could easily, he just show him the difference between a teacher and a student, I guess that's the best way to sum it up, but it was a good fun match, although uh, Wolf lost. I thought he looked good in defeat. He got put through the table, and then um, I don't know what uh, Dragonard Dragonard's finisher is called, but he just kicked the man in the face, pinned him. Perimum comes in, they jump him a little bit, and as they do this signature pose, um, Coffee. I didn't put that in my notes, but Coffee, if I'm correct, came in, attacked Walter. Walter came out, and um. He came out, Walter came out because, you know, he's the leader. He came out, did the pose. Coffee comes out, attack him. He's the number one contender. Uh, a pyramid tried to attack him as well, but he runs off and they check on Walter, and that's how it ends. And let's cap off the week, guys, to uh, WWE SmackDown that just went off the air 48 minutes ago. So, um, just some quick notes. I mean, I guess to just point out, Miz turned heel. Um, wait, okay, yeah, no, Miz turned heel. Sheamus returned, and uh, he just remained a heel because I think he was a heel even when he left, when he went away, because I believe he was hurt. So, just some quick cover up. Um, just some, just to cover some ground. Sasha and Bailey, but Sasha taking the pin for, lose to Lacey and Dana Brooke with Dana getting the pin. So I think they're trying to build up and do something with Dana. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know if I would have went with Dana getting the pin, 
But I think at the same time, you got to push some other women. You got to push them. Like, Sasha and Bailey got a lot of momentum, a lot of good momentum. Um, I don't think it hurts Sasha. And I'm a big fan of Sasha. I think Sasha is easily the best woman wrestler on any brand. Um, I know a lot of people say, oh, Becky Lynch is... I just think that they overpushed Becky. And that's not a bad thing. It's not their fault. I don't I don't want to say it, but I feel like they were so dependent on Becky. Uh I don't know if I felt that way about Sasha. But um I think Sasha not even I think Sasha's gonna be fine. She took the pin from Dana. And uh right now Dana's got some momentum, a little bit of momentum, and it's what they do with the momentum, honestly, is what they do with it. Because you can beat someone, right? You can pin somebody, but it's what do you do after that, right? So you, Dana, Dana getting the uh, win. I, I mean, I just wouldn't have gone with that. I think I would have gone with Sasha and Bailey just went in. But that's just a biased standpoint. But you got to build other towns. So I think good on Dana Brooke and Lacey Evans. And uh, Alexa Bliss and uh, Nikki Cross was in the match as well. And But uh, Lacey and uh, Dana Brooke, man. Chad Gable defeated uh, Dash. Uh, Dash. I almost said Dashwood. But uh, the main thing is Sheamus came back, guys. He looked good. Kind of have that older look that he used to have with the hair spiked up kind of. And, um, I mean, the facial hair is just a little different. But even still... I was never a big Sheamus fan, but he looked good, came in, demonstrated that he was the big bully again, and, um, and, um, hey, there we go, um, Miz had a segment with New Day, I'm sorry, I'm just going quickly over here, but, uh, Miz had a backstage segment with, uh, New Day, which, um, resulted into a match between Kofi and Miz, Miz turned heel after losing to Kofi. It was a pretty okay match. It was nothing special. But the vehicle in the match was to make to demonstrate Miz has turned heel. But the big thing was John Morrison, guys. John Morrison has officially returned and looked like he's going to be on SmackDown. John Morrison... um, You know, he opened the door when they were trying... when um. Damn, I'm blanking on her name. But one of the announcers knocked on the door and they said they were knocking on the door trying to get Miz, trying to get a word with the Miz. John Morrison opened the door. And said, oh, John, hey, you're here. And they're like, oh, could we talk to the Miz? And he said, yeah, he don't want to talk. Close the door. So you got that. Um, but John Morrison, I mean, on SmackDown, it looked like they're going to form a team with him and him and it looked like him and Miz is gonna be reunited, so it looks like John Morrison is gonna be a heel, which is fine. I mean, John Morrison, honestly, he could be fine as a single guy, and maybe I'll have more opinions um, next week about it. But um, John Morrison, uh, him and Miz as a tag team, I mean, does it feel like it's a step back? It's like mm, you're like. Eh. I almost feel, you know, it's funny. Uh, we're in a new year. We're in a new decade, right? Like we, we're out of the twenty tens, the tens, right? And I feel like a lot of stuff is just going back to the tens. So, like, Seamus kind of got his older look. 
Daniel Bryan kind of looked like how he was in the beginning of the decade. And then you got Miz and Morrison again, guys. So I don't know how I feel about them as a tag team. Maybe they're like, yeah, maybe this is good for Morrison at the time being. Nostalgia run and all that stuff. So maybe it's a really, really good thing. I mean, not a good thing, but maybe it's just something that the WWE want to do at the time being. So let's just rock with it and um, see what happens. And let, let's just let the storyline grow in. Otis beats uh, Drew Gulak in a really quick, not squash match, but he just beats him. Ziggler makes a move on Mandy. Braun Strowman, he has a match against Cesaro. And poor Cesaro, man. Um, I know right now it's it's designed to have Braun look strong, build some momentum. So when he battles uh, Nakamura, it's, you know, look like a scrub. And I mean, I think that's the thing, once again, when you have so much talent. Like, I look at Cesaro, I'm just saying, damn, they just don't know what to do with this guy. Um, I would put him in NXT, NXT UK even. And um, to end it all off, Daniel Bryan against Roman Reigns, against Corbin and Ziggler. But, wow. Um, I know I sound excited, but wrestling makes me excited, guys. Um, the Usos have returned. And they... Um, um, I know I'm not describing the match, but uh, okay, cool. Let's let's talk about the match, right? So Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns, the Barrow, Corbin, and Ziggler. I'm not gonna go spot by spot and everything like that, but the Fiend comes out. He comes out. He, you know, he does the shock thing. Then and all that noise and all that stuff, all that cute, fancy stuff. And uh, Daniel Bryan don't care. He runs out, try to beat him, beat him up, and just the fiend just takes him out, takes him out the match, hits him with the mandible claw, and he slams him through the um, not yeah the barricade. So he's out. Roman is like, "Hey man, try to make sure he's alright." He walks up and try to make sure he's okay, and um, yeah, he starts getting jumped. Baron Corbin is trying to jump him, and Ziggler is trying to jump him, and then the Usos come out. It's good to see them back. Um, I think they were missed. Uh, there was stuff. There was um, stuff on the internet talking about what what was going on with them, what was happening with them, and um, it's good that they're back, man. It's really, really good. And I'll end the podcast here, and hopefully, the next following weeks, I can be a lot more. Uh, professional and with news and everything i just wanted to recap this week in wrestling and i just want to end the podcast off and saying this is that um i hope that this episode was good enough to have anyone sit here and stay as long as they did to listen to me talk um i'm not a professional broadcast i'm not a professional broadcaster but I do love talking about wrestling. I've been a huge fan of wrestling for so many years. I've always wanted to talk about wrestling. And I'm doing it now. And um, you can only get better at it. So I hope... This is day one, guys. And I hope to continue. I hope to eventually have some guests on this show. Guests meaning some really, really good friends who love wrestling. And we don't have to talk about the whole week. But we can just talk wrestling. And sit here and I'm honestly surprised to have 
gone this long just talking about wrestling. Um, and there's so many other things. I know like Wrestle Kingdom is happening right now. Like I said, I'm not big on following uh, New Japan, but um, I'm going to try to make sure to give you guys the best product possible when talking about wrestling. And um, happy, I guess I'll end up with this. Happy New Year, guys. It's 2020. I'm not a big believer in New Year's resolution, but whatever it is that you decide to do, you fulfill it and you continue to do it. And um, I send positive vibes your way, guys. So um, this was um, the Smashing Podcast. I would like to call this segment Wrestling with Jack. I sit here and I talk wrestling as long as I possibly can. And I hope that next week and the following week gets better and better and better. Until then, guys, you guys take care.